Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Welcome to the Washed Up Has-Beens podcast. I'm Alec the Avocado Martinez, joined by my good friend and co-host, Tyler Gibson. Tyler, how you doing, man? And I'm all right. It's good to be back. We've been, uh, we've been itching to get back at it. Just uh, been busy. Life happens. Uh, I, we're going to blame Tyler. He had a kid, and that's just poor timing on his part. We did. We just had her two-month checkup. So we... Uh, we know we've missed a good portion of the season, so we're going to cover a few things about the first half, but really just going to look at what's coming up this week, because that's what matters. This is a week-by-week uh, competition, so we're, but we're going to start with what happened last night. Uh, be- before we get into to Thursday night football, uh, Tyler, where, where, where are you at with the fantasy football season this year? What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts so far? Oh, man, it's been a, it's been a good year for me, um, personally. It's been a... Really interesting year. Um, I was looking at the rankings um, just so far this season in terms of just points scored. And, uh, I mean, it's a lot of names that you wouldn't expect, be that from injuries or what have you. But, you know, maybe a little more uh, fresh blood towards the top of the rankings than you would have expected at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think you go position to position. It happens every year, but it feels like this year, particularly at the – quarterback and the wide receiver position you got guys up at the top that aren't traditional you know you got your Christian McCaffrey up at the top in in the running backs uh Dalvin Cook coming out of you know really in my opinion Dalvin Cook is not a, a surprise the talent has been there what's surprising is he hasn't gotten hurt um and, but the talent's always been there I think that uh but but with that the, at the quarterback and receiver position you got some guys at the top including our boy Dak and uh, Lamar Jackson that I think no one expected to be this good in terms of fantasy production. Boy, I was looking at our own fantasy draft and where quarterbacks were taken, and there was only a few hits, really. Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson, he was taken in the fourth, so <coughs> you took that risk, and it's and that paid guy's off. And Garrett's doing well. Garrett drafted him in the fourth round in our league, and Garrett's doing well. Um, Other than that, I mean, Russell Wilson in the ninth, Lamar Jackson in the tenth, and Dak Prescott in the eleventh are the only other quarterbacks I would really say were hits. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Kyler Murray went late, and he's done not, well. Not in our draft, really. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, again, you know, just uh, some really – just goes to show that the draft is not every. It's not where the year ends. Uh, this year, especially, you've had some great, great waiver pickups. Uh, one being uh, at the tight end position in Waller. Um, I mean Waller, DJ Chark. <coughs> I mean you. You got tons of guys that have just kind of come out of left field. I mean I know that a lot of people were in on Godwin to begin with, but nobody anticipated him being basically as good as Mike Evans. Did. Yeah, and I know for me, like some of these guys that I. Early on, was excited about that I was able to get in the third and fourth rounds. Chris Godwin, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs. These are guys that have hit for me, uh, and I've been pretty pleased with. Guys that I was able to get a little later, Tevin Coleman. Slow start because of the injury, but he's come around pretty nicely. Um, should have a good game against the Cardinals. Should. Week. So we'll get into it. Thursday night football, we are not going to talk too much about Miles Garrett. This is not a NFL recap. It was a uh, bullcorn coward move. Uh, I'll, I will say Mason Rudolph deserved to get uh, hit, not with a helmet, though. So, um, silly play all around. Uh, I think the one guy who comes out of this smelling like a rose is Pouncey. Um, he, did no, his- he did nothing wrong. Mason Rudolph maybe instigated it. Miles Garrett 
uh, took it to another level. But Pouncey, definitely there for yeah, his quarterback. Yeah, stood up for his guy, and, and you can respect that. But in terms of fantasy football, the Steelers proved to be offensively, uh, especially in, in the through the air, a team to kind of avoid – Really, for the rest of the year, you know, I mean, I, maybe you want to stream defenses against them if Mason Rudolph's throwing the ball, right? And and I know that that's hasn't been his mo, but if that team wants to take the next step and be a playoff football team, they're going to have to do something better through the air, and that that's the first game we've really seen Mason Rudolph start to have pressure put on him to produce at a high level and and really carry the team because they were down early and he he was completely unable to do that. Four throws all across the board. Juju goes down with the the, the bad concussion. And talk about the just the walking wounded of the Steelers yeah. for the rest of the season. I mean, James Conner can't finish a game. I mean, you gotta really you gotta you gotta bench him if if I mean, you, I, if you I, own well, him. You've here, gotta bench him until he you, plays a full game. Going for the rest of the year, who would you rather start, James Conner or Jalen Samuels? Well, I'd rather start Jalen Samuels until James Conner can finish a game. Now, if James Conner can play a full game and not mispractice for half the week and this and that. You know, once he can say that he's healthy, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I honestly, at this point, would rather have Jalen Samuels than James Conner. I, I understand that the upside of James Conner is better than Jalen Samuels, but at this point, the floor for Jalen Samuels is higher. He's a a weapon, the only weapon in the passing game with consistency. He's healthy. Availability is ability. So yeah. there we go. That's pretty much all you got to do to beat James Conner. I, we, could, I could go be a better fantasy running back than James Conner, which is not really true. But I and, mean, and we, you know, last night I texted Tyler. I, I made the mistake of starting Jalen Samuels, not realizing James Conner was in the lineup. Texted Tyler, was like, man, I hope I get a touchdown. And sure enough, I got it. And, and I'm, I'm looking all right in that league that I have Jalen Samuels. So uh, on the other side of the ball, Cleveland Browns, Jarvis Landry or OBJ going forward? Who do you got? Well, I traded Jarvis Landry away and was trying to get rid of him pretty much all season. And, uh, you know, OBJ was not a guy that I was able to get, but I was considering buying low on and nobody's willing to sell him. But I was definitely selling high on Jarvis and maybe didn't even get enough because it looks like he's the number one guy there. I I wouldn't say he's the number one. I'd say he's the most – uh, for fan- available, for, for yeah, for fantasy. fantasy, he's the most available player on the field for Baker to use. They got rid of Antonio Callaway, uh, and I think that from here on out, that it's going to be look OBJ. He's not available. Find Jarvis Landry somewhere in the shorter range, and and you know, pepper him with targets when OBJ is not available. I mean, that, that's been a recipe for success. So you know, the last couple games for them. I mean, everybody, uh, a lot of people were were onto this. Uh, you know, start OBJ this week. I mean, now he's, you know, one of your so-called studs, so a lot of you have to start him anyway. But everybody was on like, dude, this is going to be the week. He's going to he's gonna break out this week. He's going to have a good game. And, man, it looked good right off the start. But, man, that just uh, that petered out quick. Let me ask you this. The Browns have the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the Ravens. Obviously, you probably don't want it against the Ravens, but for those the next three or four games, he's got cake matchups. Would you consider streaming Baker Mayfield? Well, he's had three decent games in a row, so depending on your uh, on your quarterback situation, I definitely would. Um, I mean, he's going to be a safer start than you know. 
maybe Philip Rivers, which right. is unfortunate. Um, I, I mean, except this week, I want to give Philip Rivers one more shot against the Chiefs this week. But um, I mean, yeah, I think you have to uh, throw him in there. I mean, you know, people have one more one more big bye week coming up. I know people are going to be missing guys like Kirk Cousins and Kyler Murray. I mean, if you do have those guys. Um, the Chiefs as well, I think, are on by next week. So, uh, you know, there's going to be some quarterbacks missing, and uh, you can definitely fill him in. Yeah, I think Baker's a guy maybe – I wouldn't spend a waiver claim on him on, on Tuesday, but no. when the waiver's clear, I'd, I'd look to scoop him early if you if you have one of those guys on bye week. And and then the, the, the Browns' offense has been led all year by Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt comes in. He has been involved, but not – What a what – a, I, I would say what a – fantastic um turnout it's been for chubb owners because a lot of people were maybe panicking on chubb like do i need to get rid of him before kareem hunt comes back and really kareem hunt has just looked more like another receiver and even whenever they're both on the field at the same time chubb is more efficient yeah and and chubb is yeah he had he 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 only scored nine points last night in most leagues because he only had 92 points or 92 yards but the touches are there. He's not losing his touches. He gets the goal line work. That's not going to change. He's explosive. We just talked about their matchups going forward. They get the Steelers again where he just almost had a 100-yard game. Um, and, and and a game that we expect, I expect the Browns to be ahead in and, and give Chubb a chance to get some. Uh, really, until they play Baltimore in Week 16, I expect the, the, the Browns to be ahead and to give Chubb a lot of work in the second half. So I I actually I have Chubb in a league, and I was trying to move him uh, whenever I, Kareem Hunt was coming back. I wasn't real sure what was going to happen with Chubb. I, didn't, I wasn't able to move him because I guess a lot of people had the same fears I, I did, and I'm glad that they did. It, it's worked out all right for me. I think Chubb down the stretch, he's one of my guys that I'm really excited to watch down the stretch and you know over these next five games, and I fully expect him – to stay in the top seven, top six, depending on what kind of league you're in, uh, of, of running backs. Yep. So, moving on past Thursday night football, unless there's anything you want to add, Tyler. No, no. Uh, I'm just I'm I'm interested to see what the uh, rematch is like in a couple weeks. I don't know. It's going to be chippy. I don't know whether to expect just a complete sloppy game that's not going to be fun to watch, or to see everybody going balls to the wall and it actually turns out to be good. Let's look at some quick news and injuries for uh, this upcoming week. Biggest news, I guess you'd say, is the return of Nick Foles for the Jaguars. What does that do for DJ Chark? What does that do for D.D. Westbrook, who's also on the the injury report? But if he's playing, do you think that that Nick Foles-D.D. Westbrook connection that everybody talked about, saw in in camp uh, in preseason, is it – I mean, is this the time that Didi breaks out? Is he going to have a second-half breakout? If he is right and he does play, um, and by right I mean healthy, um, and he does play, I, I do think that I prefer Didi Westbrook here uh, over Chark. And I don't know that it's even so much that Chark has been established as the number one guy there and maybe Didi just kind of sneaks up. But just, I mean, I, I think there's going to be a lot of Nick Foles just – you know, relying on what he had already built a connection with and Didi wanting to get back. And I think there's a lot of stuff going his his direction for this game. I go the opposite direction there. I think DJ Chark is fine. Will still be the – he's proven himself. And if you if anybody remembers, 
the throw that Nick Foles got hurt on was a touchdown pass to DJ Chark. Uh, I think DJ Chark is has kind of proven himself to be worth that second round pick that he was the year before. He's taken the traditional rookie wide receiver jump, and so I expect DJ Chark to be just fine, stay in the top ten, and and, and he'll be somebody that you also can will be fine starting regularly down down the stretch. Their uh, their playoff schedule has Tennessee, which is tough, but Tampa Bay, the Chargers, Oakland, and Atlanta. Uh, so your weeks fifteen and sixteen are, are Oakland and Atlanta. Odds are, if you have DJ Chark, there's a good chance you're a playoff team. He's one of those guys that if you got him off waivers, he wasn't a guy you had to spend draft capital on. You're probably doing pretty well for yourself. Yeah, I'm talking about myself in that <laughs> in that category. Um, and so I, I again, DJ Chark's a guy that. I think down the stretch you'll be fine. Uh, and, and for this week, I, I think you'll be good to, to put him in your starting lineup feel comfortable. Not much other news going on that, that isn't related to injuries. Injury news will start at quarterback position. Three major ones. Well, the one major out for sure is Matthew Stafford. Tough break for a guy who's been so reliable uh, just a consistent borderline mvp uh candidate this year i mean you know there's been some other guys obviously like russell and lamar and christian mccaffrey who have overshadowed him but i mean he's been playing at that type of level jacoby Brissett will play are you worried about obviously i i, I huh. this is a tough one for me i'm not worried about the injury I'm worried about more what he's surrounded with. No T.Y. T.Y.'s not going to play. He was nowhere to be seen this week, and uh, so he won't be playing this week. Odds are he won't play next week. You're probably looking at at least two more weeks on T.Y. Hilton. you got Zach Paschal, uh, Tr- uh, Chester Rogers, and, and some guy that nobody knows <laughs> as his third string receiver. Uh, I, I mean, mean, I think you would you would start plugging in Doyle and Ebron over, over right. whoever that and, other and person I'm, is. I'm starting Ebron this week. I – I think so too. I, I think of all the the people in that offense, Ebron will to me. Ebron will always have the highest ceiling, except for when T. Y. Hilton's available. But other than that, he is such a touchdown machine and so reliable in the red zone that to me his his ceiling is always high. But other than that, I don't feel comfortable starting anyone else. They're playing Jacksonville. You know, uh, Zach Pascal will probably see some AJ Bouye. Uh, Bouye. I I don't think that. I don't think that they'll move him around and, and shadow him. He's not that good, so that means that, you know, on a consistent basis, they're going to be facing one of the league's best corners. And, and the the Jacksonville pass rush has been good, and the Colts have a good offensive line. But but Jacoby's going to be probably limited in mobility, which is a big part of what he's able to do is is move around a little bit in the pocket and make some things happen. So I, I think Eric Ebron is is where the only upside you've got looking out of the Colts receiving core. The other quarterback is Josh Allen. I, I he's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's it was his hand um, just on the injury report, but he's he's gonna be fine. So he, I, I mean, he's a guy that I'm I'm starting for sure against the Dolphins. I think in three out of the four games that he's played them, he's had over thirty fantasy points in every one of the games. I mean, and, and with his running upside and how bad they are at defending the run, you got to expect him to have a, a you know floor of probably forty to fifty rushing yards against. The Dolphins. I'm starting several bills. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 
very comfortable with Josh Allen. Receiver injuries. We talked about D.D. Westbrook. He's questionable. John Brown, he's questionable. If he is, he should be active. He's yeah, a lot of these are just – they just are designations. And right. They're, they're all fine. The, the, one, the two that are not designations, Oof. I guess the three that aren't designations, yes, they're questionable. We don't know. They are actually questionable. Would be Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, all three are still up in the air as of Friday night. Will Fuller – with a hamstring injury and the way he plays, I would sh- I would stay away from starting him if he does play. This this season, I think – now, I don't have all the stats in front of me on it, but guys coming back from injury in their first game, it, really it hasn't been the season for that. Like, you want to see them go ahead and log the full game, show you that they're healthy. Maybe you miss out on a big game, but it's better than getting the dud and, and losing you the week. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd shy away from, from a guy like that. And then also, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, if he's there, I mean, you know what the Patriots do, man. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I mean, he's he's not going to – I think this is definitely a week that no matter what happens with Alshon Jeffrey, you sit on him too. Emmanuel Sanders, however, is the exact opposite. I think if Sanders plays, you start him. I think Sanders against Arizona, he is clearly the, especially without Kittle. I mean, I struggled. Un- I struggled with that one for sure because, like I said, I mean, guys coming back from injury, but it's such a great opportunity. I just with the ribs, really worried to stick my neck out there and say you got to start him because I mean, I, I think one if hit, he plays, ugh. if he gets, if he plays, he starts. In my opinion, I, that's just how I feel about the matchup. Yeah. How I feel about his position, uh, or or on the team. So Emmanuel Sanders to me is a must play if he's playing, if he's starting the game. Out this week, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks, two big names, two multi-week guys. Brandon Cooks, I think, might get shut down for the year. Yeah, I and, think and I don't he mean that. I think he should. Yeah, I think, I think for his own health. If he can't, if if he can't make it out of concussion protocol after you know three, four, however many weeks it's been, I mean, you know, just shut it down and get right, dude. Uh, the only other receiver not uh, not listed here, T.Y. Hilton, he's out. Yeah. Uh, that's another big one. Big name, few big names at receiver out. Uh, running backs, Ty Johnson uh, out with a concussion. I, I believe he's out. I think J.D. McKissie yeah. is getting the start. So um, uh, uh, playing the Cowboys, could be playing from behind. Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, though. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, J.D., it could be a, one of those games for an old-school Chris Thompson game. Eight receptions, 60 yards, he might sneak in a touchdown. You look down, you're like, wow, this guy scored 25 points this week. Not, and, and, not going to lie, I was tempted to kind of put him in uh, my, you know, like around like my top five, you know, potential scoring guys. He, I mean, he, he uh, could be one of those just out of pure that's just volume. just being a pessimistic Cowboys fan, too. I guess. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, ribs injury, he should be fine. Chris Thompson, toe injury. I believe uh, he's going to be out. Yeah, I think he's going to be out. But Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis are going to play, which also sucks. Yeah. They're both going to play. Devontae Freeman is out. Jordan Howard is out. Uh, Matt Breida should be out. <laughs> I don't know. That don't guy know. has a knack for just being active. I mean, he's like he's like a James Conner almost. I mean, you know, those guys get banged up all the time. They, they tend to convince the coaching staff that they should play and then <laughs> – I don't understand Matt Breida. Like, just sit a couple weeks out, man. 
And I'm saying that as someone who owns Raheem Mostert and would love for Mostert to get the, the run because whoever the top two running backs are for weekly for the 49ers is a must-play. They just run the ball so well with so many different people. Gio Bernard is questionable with a knee. He is another one that's up in the air. I don't think he's going to play, but you know it. it it's not going to have much effect. You're not going to start. Does it, Gio, does it you're matter not start, though? You're not going to start Gio Bernard, but it, it it does have an effect on Joe Mixon. But with Finley in there at quarterback, it seems like maybe their approach might be like just hand the let's ball just to, give the ball to Joe Mixon regardless of the the game script. Like I mean, they were down and Joe Mixon. Kept getting the ball, and that's a great sign. Here, for here's Mixon my owners. that is, but it's one week, and I, I, know, I and know. it's Finley's first week, so I would, I would still move with caution. Oh yeah, I'm not saying to bench anybody important over Joe Mixon, but if you're a Joe Mixon person who has been having to sit on him all year and being tortured, you know, maybe just a little light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. I had to start him last week. I, I'm a Joe Mixon guy. I got him in four leagues. I love Joe Mixon, but um, I'm still wary of him. Darren Sproles' uh, groin moved to the IR. Him and Jordan Howard being out in Philadelphia has led to the signing of Jay Ajayi. I guess that was the big news. Yeah, that was had. news, yeah. Uh, Jay Ajayi signing with the Eagles. Are you, are you in on Jay Ajayi with the Eagles? Mm, no, because I just don't get the fit you lose. I guess it was more for Jordan Howard. You know, you send Darren Sproles to IR. Jay Ajayi is not a comp for him. Jordan Howard, I guess that is a pretty close comp, but I think this is just it's Miles Sanders time, but not I think it was the Patriots. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it was more Ajay was a guy who's comfortable with the system, and they can they can feel feel fine putting him on the active roster on Sunday. I mean, if they weren't playing the Patriots, I'd say sign sign Sanders up for a start. But I'm just I'm still not sure about that because if if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't even play. I mean, that's probably their guy they're shutting down. Right. Tight ends, uh, Austin Hooper is out. He'll be out for the um, for a couple weeks, for a month, I think. I think he'll uh, be back the, maybe like week 14. That's if they let him come back. You know, they might. With how I mean, bad that's a guy that you are. might have to look at starting like in your semifinals or in your final, like fresh off an injury, and that sucks because yep. you just – I mean, and he's been amazing this if year. It were, he's it, been fantastic. Well, and I heard I heard someone else say, I mean, okay, look at it as if it were Travis Kelsey. Would you start Travis Kelsey? You know, in your final, coming straight off injury. Yeah, you would. So, I mean, you're going to have to do it, and that's just the <laughs> unfortunate. Situation. George Kittle is out again, knee and ankle problems. Dang it, that's rough for me. Uh, got Kittle in a couple leagues, and and luckily. Uh, at least in one of them, I don't necessarily need him right now. I'm pretty comfortably going to make the playoffs, but I would like to see him get back before the playoffs start. I think he should be. I think he'll be fine. He'll be back. Uh, they're they're being cautious, and it's it's ultimately going to be a good thing. It's going to pay off for fantasy for sure. I mean, I so- think if the 49ers lose another game, which I don't think they will this week, but if they lose another game, then. Um, you is, could definitely see a fast track for. Is this? Is it in Arizona? I don't remember. It is no. It's it's at no. Yeah, it's in Arizona. <clears throat> Trey Burton is out with a calf injury, uh, or, or questionable with a calf injury. I don't really, I don't trust any pass catchers in Chicago. I have Allen Robinson, and he's he's more of a fill in if somebody gets hurt. Yeah. I try not to start him. He's had a, he's had a pretty consistent year, but he's still kind of one of those guys that you're like. Eh. 
As long as Mitch Trubisky's quarterback, I don't feel comfortable yet. Um, so that does it for the uh, injury news, Tyler, unless you got any more that you can think of. Nope. Me and Tyler are going to take a quick second here to talk about three guys each that we've been impressed with in the first half of the season. Not guy, obviously we've been impressed with Christian McCaffrey, right? I mean, obviously we've been impressed with Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. We're not talking about guys who are obviously or, or, or playing to what they should be. We're talking about guys that have exceeded what the expectations were or maybe uh, were, were big question marks and have really proven themselves. So I'll start it off. My number one guy is Josh Jacobs. Uh, I know he, he went in fourth round, but I think what he's done is exceeded what anybody would have expected for him. He's a top ten running back. He is getting a lot of volume. He's starting to get more work in the passing game. I'd still like to see him in there in late in games when they're down. I know we got for for those of us that didn't for those of you who did not watch that Thursday night football game against the Chargers, we got very lucky mm-hmm. as as Josh Jacobs owners because Jalen Richard was in that entire last drive. Josh Jacobs got the first play and then the next plays all and not only was Richard in, he got the ball over and over and over and then they got into field goal range and they handed the ball one time to Josh Jacobs and he broke it loose for a touchdown. Which, to me, is, is my point about Josh Jacobs. He's not just a volume guy. He's a guy that can be explosive. He's a guy that can make plays. And, and he's really he's, – he's been crucial to my success in, in a couple leagues. Well, I'm going to be honest. Um, my wife, Ashley, is a, uh, is a big Alabama fan. And Josh Jacobs was kind of one of those guys. Like, he was in there in the mix. He was a name. But, you know, he didn't get featured at all. And so, like – I understood, you know, like, you know, looking at measurables, looking at this and that, but I really just, I didn't know if I could see it, like, you know, like, justifying taking him that high and if he could really fill in that role, and man, he's been amazing, honestly, I mean, and he's, he kind of, he kind of had some bumps early on, like, he was good early on, but he he had little, eh, but... That was more of just the Raiders in general, right? And they've gotten going, and it's really been leaning on him, and that's it's it's been a surprise for sure. So, Tyler, what about you? Um, for me, I mean, a- another Raider that's an obvious one. It's Darren Waller. I know that myself. Um, I kind of laughed at a at a guy in a league that I was with um, on draft day. Um, I mean, he drafted Darren Waller, <laughs> and. Not only drafted him, he drafted him, you know, probably before like the eighth round. And I was kind of like, well, okay, that's uh, some of that hard knocks bias that you hear about if if I've ever heard it. I mean, I remember when the Bucks were on hard knocks and I was thinking, man, these guys are going to make a run. (laughs) And I mean, it happens every year. You know, you you get invested in these guys, you're watching them, you like them. And it's like, dude, I'm rooting for these guys. And you kind of tend to inflate their value. And that's kind of what I thought that was. But I guess looking back, you know, all his teammates saying he deserved to have his Madden rating bumped up and this and that, and he's the one guy that stood out and all this stuff. And, man, he, he came through and he got paid. And, uh, you know, he's kind of he's, he's slowed down for sure. Uh, I'm definitely hoping he can pick it back up. But he's been a very pleasant surprise, and he's helped a lot of teams get to where they are this year. I mean, if you were able to pick up Darren Waller off the waiver wire early on, your team is probably in prime playoff position. And that's one of those surprises that I've really enjoyed. 
We talked about him a second ago. My second guy is DJ Chark. DJ Chark has he, – he, ha, he had the growth that is normally expected from a rookie wide receiver to their year two, and he's exceeded – I mean, he is the best year two wide receiver, and he's done it with a backup quarterback. He Michael Gallup? Yeah, he's better than Michael He's Gallup. better than but Michael, Michael Gallup. Michael was hurt a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm not – maybe not talent level, but what his production level has been better than Michael Gallup. Maybe, you know, if Gallup's in his situation, Probably it's opportunity a different – Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah it, you know, it could be that way around. But he has taken the opportunity he's been given and, and done something with it. He's a top uh, you know, top 12 receiver, uh, top 10 in standard leagues. He's used in the red zone. He's fast enough that he can beat players on the outside. He's a pretty good route runner, and he's, he's making plays. He's catching short passes. He's, he's really used all over the field, which sometimes is the – that to me is a a uh, precursor for success at the wide receiver position. Is what? How many different routes are they are they using on the route tree? Are they using just screens of this guy and he's he's racking up five six catches on short passes? Is he just a deep ball guy that's going to get six targets deep down the field and he's going to turn three of them into hundred yards? What kind of guy is he? And DJ Chark has proven to be a guy that gets used in the middle of the field. He gets used uh, on the screen. He gets used in the deep ball. So DJ Chark, for me, is a guy that I've been thoroughly impressed with this early in the season. And he's one that I think, going forward, I feel very comfortable starting him the rest of the year. I mean, definitely you look at you know, receivers, and sometimes you can tell, you know, is this guy benefiting just from a great scheme? Is he benefiting from his pure athleticism? Or is he just a good receiver? And uh, that seems to be the case with DJ Chark, for sure, is that he's, he's just a, a really good all-around receiver and you know definitely hope to see him continue to get opportunities. Um, for me, uh, going to go with the Cowboy here, and it's a guy that I really botched my draft day in our regular league on. Um, I talked about and – Put him in my plans all off season that I was gonna take him no matter what it was it was decided, and then Antonio Brown fell to me and I freaking took the bait and that ruined that for me. But it's Amari Cooper. Um, I should have trusted my judgment. I, I was in on him all off season. I didn't know if it was just homerism or what, but he started off a little bit inconsistent to start this season, but he's really come on strong and he's been a consistent wide receiver one pretty much all season and that that is just amazing to see for a guy that you knew that he had it everybody loved it he was drafted high in Oakland and saw his days go up and down there and now he's finally coming through it's great it was what the best part about Tyler passing on Amari Cooper in our 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 league is that he fell right into my lap and I and forever grateful for that, Tyler. Yeah, because you would have fallen into the exact trap. I would have. I, I would have taken Antonio Brown had you not taken him first. So I appreciate uh, your sacrifice for me. My guy is not a guy. It is a unit. It is the league MVP so far, the New England Patriots defense. I don't like this. I'd rather tell you Dak Prescott. I'd rather tell you uh, Austin Hooper. But I cannot ignore that the Patriots defense is doing something that we have never seen a defense do in fantasy football. They are a top 20 player overall. They are, they are incredible. They are 
they have turned the ball over at an electric rate. Yes, they had the bad game against Baltimore, but I think that that was I think that was Bill Belichick not showing his hand because that's going to be a playoff contender. So why would he? He doesn't care about the regular season. He doesn't, especially at this point. They've gotten to the point they need to be. They're in position to get home field advantage again. They've got the schedule down the stretch. They don't have to worry about too many other big games. So I I can agree with that. But, I I mean, they are the fantasy football MVP right now. It's absurd. And, and, I mean, they weren't – Drafted, really? Yeah, I mean, no. They, I mean, they, if you because they were you... playing the Steelers to start off the, and everybody expected the Steelers to be good, so it was like, why would you take the Patriots in the first week against the Steelers? And Especially the... a Patriots defense that traditionally starts slow. Right. I mean, we've seen them start slow on many occasions, and so I, I, I just can't. And I, I am amazed at what they've done. I'm hating myself for not picking them up. The thing is, I didn't pick them up after it's week so, one. It's so obvious. I, I did not and pick them up after week I've one. I've only got them in one league, and it's so freaking obvious. I don't remember if I went and looked for them or if it was just out of necessity that I picked them up in one league. Maybe in other leagues I felt like I was good, but it was like, I mean, the Dolphins just got spanked, and the Patriots just laid a freaking whooping on the Steelers. Like, why would you not want to go pick them up for week two? And I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, just, it, it, but it's a surprise. That's what this is about. Yep. Surprise. So, so Tyler, yours, uh, your next, oh, your, your final of the three. Well, I'd like to have a neat little obscure one, and you know, do a whole thing. But a, a guy that I've, you know, made proclamations about early on in our podcast for this season, and it's uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I thought that he would outrush Mark Ingram on the year, and I mean, I think he's on pace for like 1,200 yards right now or something, which is absurd. And certainly, I mean, I'd love to see it, I guess, but certainly unsustainable year over year. Um, But he's doing it in a way that doesn't seem to put him in harm's way a lot. I mean, he more often than not just does a quick stop and lets somebody slide right by him and then steps out of bounds untouched. And, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson – these are any any of these players we're talking about. If you drafted them or you ended up with them on your team, you're in the top of your standings. You're you're up there. You're competing. And if you did anything decent the rest of your draft, you're probably leading your league right now. And uh, I mean, it's just been great. And that's what fantasy's about: is finding yeah. finding those gems. Just some other names to throw out there: Dak Prescott, Austin Hooper. Uh, Chris Carson uh, has definitely exceeded, I think, what people thought he was going to do. Um, uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, some other names yeah. uh, that just have have done better. Derrick Henry have done better than maybe what people expected them to do. I guess Derrick Henry is more of an iffy one. Matt Stafford before he got hurt. So uh, just, a, just a lot of guys this year that have really exceeded expectations. And if you have those guys, you probably know exactly what we're talking about because you're probably listening for your playoff schedule and not wondering whether you're going to be in or not. <laughs> so we're going to um, we're going to go ahead and move into this week's games. If we got time, me and Tyler might take a look at some of our disappointments this year. But um, you know, listen throughout. We're not going to necessarily spend an entire segment on guys that we are excited about throughout the rest of the year. But as we go through these games, listen to some of these guys. There are some that. Uh, this might be the start of an easy schedule going forward. Maybe we, we think this is when they're going to start to break out. Maybe they already have. 
Uh, we'll start with the Jets and the Redskins. The reason I think we should start there, one, is because it's the worst game of the week, probably, and because it is the return of Darius Geis, a guy down the stretch who you might uh, might want on your team. And if you do, you might look to put him in the starting lineup. Yeah. But for this week, Tyler, who you got Jets, Redskins? Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the Jets and a pick 'em. A uh, couple of bad teams. It's a 38 uh, point over under. Um, nothing really to say here. I mean, you kind of got the storyline of Jamison Crowder. You know, revenge game. You know, they didn't really want to pay him, keep him around, and he's had a really good showing with uh, Josh McCown this year. I mean, I'm definitely Sam Darnold. I mean, uh, Josh McCown. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Josh McCown. <laughs> they do kind of look alike, if you're being honest. <laughs> So I'll, I'll give Jeez. you that, I guess. Man, throwback there. <laughs> um, man, uh, no, but I'm I'm looking to start Jamison Crowder and uh, Terry McLaurin in this game. I'm definitely putting the brakes on AP and Darius guys until we see what they do with them starting at the same time. I'm also sitting Demarius Thomas and Robbie Anderson in this one, but uh, I'm done with Robbie Anderson. It's been he's had two, the biggest the biggest oof. disappointment of of my fantasy. Well, both of us. I mean, I, I can't let you wear that on your own because I was right there with you. I was hyped I've about Robbie Anderson. Got him at least in at least half my leagues. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's and and the worst part is whenever you're that convicted, it's hard to just drop the guy. And I've I mean I've held on to him, and he's had yeah. these matchups over the last few weeks, and it's like this is the week. And then he puts up three points, and it's like, all right, well. But, but still, I can't help but sit here and apologize and say, like, but the Jets have been so bad, and we expected the Jets overall to be a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I guess I'll agree with you this week about not starting AP and Darius Geis. But I will say this. I really, really believe that going forward, Darius Geis is going to see 15 to 20 touches oh, a game. Oh, Geis over Peterson for the rest of the season, for sure. I'm just saying I don't know what because of this. Because of it being his first week right. back. I just think that what, that, that what they're going to do is just really hammer the ball with Darius Geis. Bill Callahan likes to run the football. He wants to be a running team. It's time for them to start looking at what they have for next year. They need to know, do we have a running back in the future? Or is this guy you know, too fragile? Is what do you he, think? I think they have a running back in the future. Okay. He's, he's extremely talented. And, you know, honestly, if He's you talented, yeah. if you got him and you're if you're in a keeper league and, you know, one like ours where it correlates with where he was drafted and you drafted him late – He's definitely a keeper possibility for me because I really am excited to see what he does on a full season of health. Now, I guess that's the big question is can he stay healthy for a full year? But I, I think Darius guys could be a star in this league if he can stay healthy. I'm with you on Crowder and McLaurin. I'm going with the Jets as well. Can't see the Redskins winning, nor do I want them to. I actually uh, think the Jets' defense is a streaming defense this week. I'm starting them in a few leagues. Uh, I know that they struggled not last week but the week before in a great matchup against the Dolphins. But last week against the Giants, they did really well, playing another rookie quarterback this week who's also prone to turn the ball over. So I, I think the Jets' defense is also one to, uh, to stream this week. Next game, Jags-Colts. Colts are favored by three points. It's at home in Indianapolis. What do you got? Nick Foles returns. What do you uh, What do you got in this one, Tyler? Well, um, I know that you made me pick between Westbrook and Chark earlier, but I'm going to start them both in this game. I'm also going to start Eric Ebron. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sit Foles, though, overall, and Brissett. Yeah, I wouldn't start either quarterback in this game. Uh, I'm starting Ebron. I'm with you there. Uh, I 
Personally, uh, I don't start Westbrook this week. Uh, the Colts aren't a bad defense by any means, and no. I think that you go ahead and start Chark because he's been the guy, but until I, I need Westbrook to show me something, I'm not just going out on a limb and, and saying start him. It, it, and it's not the best match. It's not a great matchup no. that says like, oh, you know, if he's healthy, he's gonna have he's gonna have a good chance. It's it's not that. And I personally am gonna go with the Colts. I, I feel like Nick Foles is gonna struggle in his first game back. People are gonna be saying, hey, can we get Gardner Minshew back? Because you know, I I jumped off the Minshew uh, <laughs> Minshew magic bandwagon, jumped back on. Uh, he I started him one week. It was the one week that he had his <laughs> worst game of the year, and I was very upset with him. But I'm back on. The, the Minshew Magic train. So I, I'm going with the Colts in this one. Going to counter Tyler a little bit. Next game is uh, the Bills and the Dolphins. Another game that uh, probably won't have too much viewership. Personally, uh, I think you start any Bills offensive player that you have in this game, particularly Devin Singletary and Josh Allen. I think Devin Singletary, with the amount of touches he's been getting lately, is in line for a great game. Josh Allen uh, is, again, in for a great game. Beat up secondary for the Dolphins. It's not good to begin with. John Brown's his deep threat. Cole Beasley's his short uh, yardage guy. So if you have Cole Beasley and you're, you need a wide receiver, that's not a bad option in my my opinion. I don't think Xavier Howard is playing. Uh I also believe that Kalen Balage is a startable player this week. There is, there is he's a, a bad running back. There's a, but he's, <laughs> but he's gonna get the. Did you see how many touches he had last week? Yeah. I mean, he's going to get the volume. The Bills are a bad run defense, and I don't think the Dolphins are just gonna start airing it out, and they're not gonna be able to. Well, this is one where I thought, as you can see here, I thought about putting Devontae Parker on there, and then I was like, uh, Tredavious White. Tredavious White is good. <laughs> better not, man. Um, so. Yeah, I like Josh Allen. I like uh, John Brown. I mean, I, I, I know that. And uh, I one of the reasons that I do not like Cole Beasley this week is because I think that Josh Allen, John Brown, they're going to get it done. And I think we're just going to see a heavy dose of Devin Singletary. I don't think they're going to need a lot of the short stuff to be. I safe. think Frank Gore gets work too this week. I I, I don't I mean, think he'll get work. I mean, he's going to get touches, but I just I, I think this is going to be. A, uh, they're going to get back to Devin Singletary. I mean, there's been an outcry to. Like stop being so in and out on him. I mean, either give him the touches or not, and I think right. they're going to get back to giving him a good workload. And I just think that Allen, Singletary, and Brown are going to be the guys you want to start in this game. Cowboys, Lions, Cowboys favored by three and a half. I think we both feel comfortable saying we've got the Cowboys at home or on the road against the Lions. No Stafford. Um, Jeff Driscoll is just awful. He was. To me, awful in college. He's awful in the NFL. You're going to downgrade all the Lions receivers. That still means you start Galladay, obviously. And Jones is kind of one of those middling guys to me. He's been a great value if you drafted him. Um, but I think he was a great value because of how well Matthew Stafford right, was throwing right. the football so, and the connection he had with Matthew Stafford. I so. mean, I'm not looking to start Hawkinson. I, I, I do like Gallup in this game. I mean uh, – I'm not mentioning a lot of the studs. Yeah, we're, it's, you're, it's, you're starting Zeke. You're starting Cooper. It's obvious. You know, in the other and games, you're Galladay starting too. You know, yeah. earlier, you know, you're starting Fournette. No matter what, you're starting Le'Veon Bell. No matter yeah. what, so yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to talk about. We're talking about the question marks, the ones you might be on the fence about, and so I'm I'm talking about Gallup here, and I'm actually going to give McKissick the start here. Um, I think the Cowboys have shown themselves to be prone to a 
screen game, maybe to dump off. I could see the Lions, you know, really running their offense through Jeff Driscoll, rushing the ball himself, and then McKissick. And uh, we'll see how they do. Yeah, no Ty Johnson. Uh, McKissick is, like I I told Tyler this, I I think that really we're looking at a possible Chris Thompson game. Uh, Eight catches, 60 yards, a touchdown. Next thing you know, guy's got 25 points. And uh, nothing flashy, just getting the work. And this is obviously in a PPR format. In a standard format, I'd say sit on McKissick, yeah, put him no, on the bench. Yeah. But in a PPR format, half PPR format, I'm good with McKissick in your lineup. If you're uh, one of those, play. yeah, if you're one of those guys that has Barkley or Carson this week, or both um, in some people's <laughs> case, in my case, uh, then you're fine with McKissick. Uh, next game: Texans Ravens. Ravens favored by five points in what should be, in my opinion, the best. Fantasy oh, football game of the week. My God, Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson. Before we get into start sit, who has the better week, Deshaun Watson or, or Lamar Jackson? I think you got to go with Lamar just because of the rushing yards. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go Deshaun Watson. I mean, I I've got them both in in different leagues. I mean, I, I love them both in this league. I want a lot to do with this. A lot to do with this game. I'm not gonna say start everybody. Who's exactly. your sit? We'll start there. Um. Carlos Hyde, because unfortunately for the Texans, um, I think that they're going to be throwing more. I mean, I don't, I don't even think you should be starting Duke Johnson. I think this is going to be a big game for – I like Darren Fells to get a touchdown. I like DeAndre Hopkins. I like Deshaun Watson to do a lot of work on the ground himself, honestly. Um, I just don't feel like this is going to be a Hyde, Hyde or Duke type of game. I'm I would, I would uh, counter and, and say I'd start Carlos Hyde. The Ravens' run defense been, hasn't been, been great, this year. and I think that the Texans will look to slow down Lamar Jackson by keep, keep by keep, by keeping him off the field, getting hide work early. And if they can get hide work early, get on the board, get a stop, then you've really got oh, yourself yeah. in a Carlos Hyde game. So I would start Carlos. Feel comfortable starting Carlos Hyde if he's your third or fourth running back, and you need you know you're having to contemplate between him and. AP or him and uh, oh I'd, you know, yeah I'd start him over Adrian Peterson him would you start him over D.D. Westbrook in, in, the flex? in the flex yes because he is still going to get touches I just don't know that they're going to stick with him in the game script long term what but about I, Rojo the Saints are good defense you know I love Ronald Jones I mean. I, Yes, I would start Ronald Jones, but I feel like that's just one of my stick of my neck outs for my guy type of thing. You're trying that's to call a, me out on yeah, my, I am on my later a, start. If, I, I'm telling you right now, Carlos Hyde over Rojo this week. Uh, uh, starts Marquise Brown, Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews. Start the pay, or the sorry the Ravens big guys. T- start them all. Yes, uh, they're they're all going to be big time players against a bad Texans defense, which is why I think Carlos Hyde has to have a good game. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, we're both going Ravens here. I think the Ravens win, but if the Texans have a chance, Carlos Hyde has to get going, and they have to get the ball moving on the ground and keep the ball out of the Ravens' hands. I agree. Uh, moving forward, Falcons at Panthers. This should honestly probably not be another pretty good fantasy game. Seven points favored to the Panthers here. Falcons coming off a big win against the Saints. Or really, they didn't. You wouldn't guess it by that spread. Yeah, they, and they they weren't that great. Honestly, they they just. The Saints weren't that good. That was really the, the problem. Falcons had as many sacks as they've had all right. the season before that. So, so um, uh, K- 
Carolina allows 22.5 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm really excited about that. I mean, you're going to start Brian Hill. A lot of people put in their priority waiver claims on him, and you're going to go ahead and use him this week. You have to. If you use that claim, you probably need him. Um, I want to start Kyle Allen. I want to start Greg Olson. You're going to start Ridley. Uh, you're Are gonna you? Start... Yes, I'm going to start Ridley because – Carolina gives up 22 and a half okay. fantasy points per game to okay. wide receivers. All right, I'm just saying. I mean, I guess uh, I, he's been I guess, bad. I guess Julio could uh, rack that all up. He's uh, been bad. No Hooper, no Devonta Freeman in the passing game. We don't know exactly what Brian Hill is going to bring to the table in terms of receiving, maybe on a full week's preparation. I think we're going to see a startable game from Calvin Ridley. Obviously, you're starting Christian McCaffrey. You're starting Julio Jones. Terry McLaurin or Calvin Ridley? Mm, Terry McLaurin, just because he's the number one option, and it's probably a better <laughs> situation. But Mohamed Sanu or Calvin Ridley? <sighs> Mohamed Sanu, because the Eagles are like the worst team against they're the Pats. I mean, and he's horrible. the number. He's well, not the number one, but I mean, he's got like what? How many targets did he have in that last game? Like yeah. fourteen. I mean, so uh, you got the Panthers. I'll go with the Panthers too. I can't can't pick the Falcons. They're they're pretty awful as a football team. Moving on, Saints Bucks. This should—I don't know what to expect from this game. It could be—it's—it's it's in Tampa Bay. I would love to see it hit the over. I'd love to see. I mean, the, the over under is fifty-one and a half. It's very likely that they can both get up close to thirty, um, because that's just. And the Saints have had a good defense, but there's no Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, and that's the key. That's the key for me. Is is Rojo is don't start him. I, I don't care what Tyler says. Don't start Rojo. The the Saints run defense is still very very good. I'm Where not, the Saints I, are are have a big difference now is before. I, what what I would have told you before is start Chris Godwin. You have to start Mike Evans, but you really hope you have Chris Godwin this week. This is a Chris Godwin week because he's going to see whether it's PJ Williams or Gardner Gardner Johnson or Gardner whoever uh, whoever they put in the in the slot. Chris Godwin is going to have a field day with him. But without Marshawn Lattimore, I think Tampa Bay is just going to say, you know what, I'm sorry, Rojo, you'll get 10 to 15 carries maybe, and, and we're going to throw the ball 50 times today. What did I write right here? Rojo passing game a must. And I don't think he's going to get it. I, I don't. I well, think that's, we're going to see some Dare Ogunbowale. That's what I – Dare. That's my guy, man. Ogunbowale. <laughs> this, if anybody needs to be started in that backfield this week, it's Ogunbowale. Shit. I'm putting in the call right now. Ogunbowale. You got O.J. Howard as a as a as a not start. I'd be interested to see his why. Well, I mean, I considered. Just... <clears throat> I had a pickle in the leagues. I have George Kittle, and I had to pick between Ebron and O.J. Howard. I went with Ebron, but O.J. Howard is definitely someone I'm considering this week. You know that I love O.J. Howard, man. I just can't. I I, I can't. I mean, he had a good week last week. He did. I just man. I'd love to see it more. They still think highly of them. I mean, they, they asked from what they were asking in trade. So I'm with you. You got to sit Latavius Murray, start both quarterbacks in this game. The Bucks can't defend the pass to save their lives. So yeah. um, you got the Saints. I got Tampa Bay. I've been on Tampa Bay all year long. Hey, I'd love to see that because that would help the Cowboys. So I'm I'm going with Tampa Bay. Uh, Broncos at Vikings. Vikings are a huge favorite. Um. I think we're both going to go with the Vikings in this game. Who are you starting? I'm starting Cortland Sutton. That's about all you I got really all, have confidence yeah. in. I mean, you got your regulars. You got Dalvin Cook. Um, you've got Stephon Diggs as a sit this week. 
You're, yeah, you're worried no, about Chris Harris? No Thielen. I'm worried about Chris Harris. Um, I'm worried about that Bronco or I mean that Vikings run defense. Um, obviously, when they want to shut down the run, they can. Also, the Cowboys are dumbasses. So I mean, maybe that's just an outlier. I don't know. Uh, but Lindsey and Freeman, I'm not feeling great about that. Definitely sitting. Kirk Cousins in this one. It's a Dalvin Cook kind of game. Yeah, it is. I agree. So, moving forward, Cardinals 49ers. This is another one that could be good. You've huge favorite are the 49ers. I would take the Cardinals in the points. If it were if I, you were a betting man, you would take the Cardinals in the points. I would take the Cardinals in 14 and a half points and easily take a 49ers victory, but not by 15 points. So, last time we saw these two play, it was actually a pretty close game. Uh I, I'm gonna go with the. F- I'm gonna go with the Forty ers just because they're at home. I really think the Cardinals could pull it. If we had, here. if we had to pick points, I think we oh, yeah, take. We the both take the Cardinals. Sure. I, I think. The, I think this is gonna be a close game. Fourteen and a half is way too high. This will be a close game. Uh, I do expect all of the Forty ers players to stand out. Tevin Coleman, Jimmy G, Emmanuel Sanders, if he plays. Debo, if Sanders Debo, doesn't oh, play. If, if Debo is available, I would look to get Debo. He was a beast the other night. If Sanders and, doesn't play, you start Debo Sanders. And Dante Pettis is done. Don't listen to Stephen A. Smith. Dante Pettis is done. That guy is garbage. Just watching him play on that final drive of regulation was just no, I was, was hard to watch. I would start, I would start Kenyon Drake, and I would bench – David Johnson in this one. Yikes. I mean, all right. No, all right, all right. Well, listen, you're benching David Johnson either way, but are you just not starting Kenyon Drake out of fear that they're just, like, both kind of ineffective? Or that do you think that David Johnson has a better day than Kenyon Drake? I mean, I just – I don't think we've seen the end of David Johnson. No, 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 for I sure. think we're going to see whoever has the hot hand, but I don't think we see either one of them have the kind of game they did against San Francisco last week or not, or two weeks ago. Uh, so I personally, I would try to stay away from the backfield. I don't have a problem if you want to start Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm starting Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray's kind of a must start at this point. His floor is pretty high. I mean, yeah, if you've got him, you've that's probably who you're rocking with, right? So uh, both got the 49ers. A lot of playable games. That could be another one. The, the over under is 45 and a half points. I could definitely see that start going, Coleman too. going over. Start, yeah, yeah. Start Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman should be an RB one this week. Um, Patriots, Eagles. Um, Great game for the Cowboys. Yep. Patriots hopefully head in there to Lincoln Financial and just stomp their ass. Three and a half points, hopefully, is just not a good enough spread, and the Patriots whoop them by, like, ten points. I'm on board with that. Here's the real question. Is there anybody on the Eagles' offense that you feel comfortable starting this week? No. Not one? Uh, Not Ertz, not Goddard. If Jeffrey plays, no. Sanders, maybe just because they could happen, just get some type of crap dump off to him and he could break something loose. But, I, I um, think I would, if if I needed to, because of some running you're backs You're going to start out. Ertz if you've got Ertz. I mean, but if, if I needed to with some running backs out this week, I would, I would start Miles Sanders. I'm trying to think if I would start him over Rojo. I probably would start him over Rojo. I would not because at least we know that the freaking Bucks and Saints game is going to be high scoring. I I just think Sanders is going to have more opportunities. Um, either way, just that sucks. If you either, yeah, either, yeah, either way, you, you'd rather not. Um, Sanu and White, both startable. 
Uh, you're probably starting Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah, yeah starting Julian Edelman. So Sanu and White, both guys to, to look I'm at. I'm sitting Sony Michelle. Was, sitting Michelle. I'm sitting yeah, Michelle. the Eagles run defense is is uh, solid for guys. Yeah, I think that, it's a James White and it's a receiver yep. type of day for the uh, Patriots. Bengals Raiders. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the Raiders. Tyler's going to join me. Forty eight point over under. Yeah, eleven and a half. Eleven and a half point favorite are who, the Raiders. In this game, Joe Mixon or Josh Jacobs, who has the better day? Jacobs. Okay. I'll I'll take it, but I, well, I, I mean I they're going to be ahead. I think, I think it's going to be close. Though. They're going to be ahead. I think Joe Mixon. That, that didn't matter last week. I don't know. <laughs> you just said earlier. Yeah, that I you did, didn't I buy did, into I did. that. I did. I'm not buying into it yet, but I just saying if it is like last week, then Joe Mixon is going to have a good day. The Raiders run defense is not good. Uh, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green is just. I'm almost to the point. I'm going to drop him. Oh yeah, you probably. Sh- I mean, if you need to add somebody that can actually contribute to your team. Yeah, because AJ Green is honestly at this point he's just pissing me off. So I don't really know what to think in that in in his situation. I'm just trade kinda, him, I'm just trade kinda, him for a better kicker. <laughs> I mean, if, honestly, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just know. angry at this point. Like it's just so angering that he's not playing. Uh, and. and Whatever. Derek Carr, he's definitely startable this week. I want to start Eifert. I think that that might be a thing with Finley. Um, I, I would I would love to see it more. Maybe it's just me just reaching back, you know, three, four years ago. But I, I think Eifert's going to be uh, one, of the, one of the main targets here. Bears, Rams. Um, I'm going Rams. It's at Los Angeles. Uh, I'm going with them. I, I, I know this is one that I that I picked as an upset. Um, Mitch, for some reason, had a stretch where he looked decent last week. He threw a few touchdowns. Oh man, Goff, Gurley, Cup, Woods, Cooks. I mean, who's who's looked good here recently? I yeah. mean, I, I just I. I have Cup. I love Brandon Cooks. He's obviously out. Gerald Everett's looked good. I, I, there's just there's so many question marks in this entire game. Like, what are these two yeah. teams doing? Neither one, I think, has uh, consistently produced anybody besides Cooper Cup for the Rams. Uh, Todd Gurley's not been anything remotely close to what we expect from him. David Montgomery looks great one week, and then he's actually. I take that back. David Montgomery's actually looked awful in he terms has. of efficiency. But I, th- I think I think that they're gonna get. I think they're gonna get back to him, and I think that's a key point why I think that the Bears could actually win this one. But I'm gonna start Montgomery. I think the Rams also searching for answers. Go Mon- back to Gurley. Montgomery or Rojo? Montgomery. Okay. Um, I'm gonna talk him out of starting Rojo before this day, before this podcast is over. I mean, I'm. Rojo's a supplementary piece to most of my teams. I don't think I'm actually have to start him in any of them because in the leagues that I'm holding on to him, I'm pretty good in. You're taking the Bears. So uh, Montgomery, Gurley, Everett, all, all guys you can start. I feel good starting uh, those three, not much else. I'm sitting um, Woods, Robinson, Tariq Cohen, yep. both quarterbacks. I'm down with that. Big game, Monday night game, Chiefs, Chargers. Should be, if not the the Texans Ravens, this should be the biggest fantasy football game. Yeah, it should be. If Phillip Rivers can be good. Start Melvin Gordon. Start Melvin Gordon from here on out. He is back and he is going to win you a fantasy football championship if you have him. I'm starting Mike Williams. I'm starting Keenan Allen. I think he's gonna continue to 
get back to where he should be. Starting Damian Williams, he sees control of that backfield. And I'm even starting Austin Eckler in this yep, one. I, I agree. I think Eckler sees at least eight catches. Could be another 13-catch game you're starting, for him. You're starting Kelsey, obviously. You're starting Hunter Henry. These are guys, like, duh, you, you have to. But you're sitting Watkins. You're sitting Miko Hardman. You're sitting LaShawn McCoy. We're both taking the Chiefs. Tyler, real quick. Sleeper of the week. Pick one guy who you think is going to show up big that no one's expecting. <laughs> I already know his answer. So, <laughs> Well, you kind of have backed me into this corner the entire podcast. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Well, I got I to gotta say Rojo, so let's just see. Let's just see. I, I think he's going to be starting. I'm putting in a bet right now. Miles Sanders has more points than Ronald Jones. That's going to do it for this week, guys. We appreciate you joining in. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Has Beens. For me and Tyler, we're out. Have a good one.